Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Confessions of an IT Manager. I know it's been a while and I keep apologizing and as always, I am sorry. Today we are going to talk about uh, cyber attacks really. Um, There's two major ones here that where I work we've experienced within the last year. I want to take those and kind of scrub them for details and then share them with you guys so that you all can learn from them as well as, as we have. Um, so let's get started. So this first segment, or attack I guess I should say, that we're going to talk about, um, I think I might have mentioned in another one of these podcasts, but I'm not 100% sure on that. Anyways, it was uh, basically one of our salespeople had their uh, email account compromised and the bad guy was able to log into our network uh, using their credentials and log into uh, their email. Uh, the only thing that we found that they did bad was that they actually just put an email forward on their email on this this compromised account, trying to basically steal um, you know copies of the email messages that were coming to do some more reconnaissance. We have some Outlook rules set up, and for any of you that have Office 365, I highly, highly, highly suggest that you take the time to go through every security policy and set up every security policy that you see in there. There are a ton, because doing that for us actually is what caught this attack and saved us from having a bigger nightmare. So um, it triggered this uh, anti-spoofing rule, which basically says you can't send... Um, copies of our emails to an email address that is outside of our domain and you also can't you know pose as one of our employees from outside of our approved IP addresses and and domain Um, that's actually what stopped this from going any further Uh, it happened on a Sunday afternoon at at about three o'clock local time we didn't know about it until the next morning when the salesperson came to my office and said, hey, I'm, you know, I'm getting all these alerts in my email and I can't figure out what's going on. And that's when we figured out that was a problem. Kind of an easy fix. Uh, changed the password on the user account and um, you know, undid everything that the bad guy did. Uh, spent tons of time looking through firewall logs, figuring out you know, what IPs he came in through and what times and, and basically blocked all those IPs and then sent all of that information off to our friends at the FBI. Um, the good news is, is it was the start of what would be the, called a man-in-the-middle attack and... Um, you know, probably leading to ransomware, and that's not the good news, but the good news is, is that we were able to stop it before it got any farther. Um, you know, the bad news is, is it still happened. <clears throat> so what did we learn from that? What, you know, did if that sounds kind of familiar to any of you guys as well, but uh, the things that we learned from that is that uh, training and continual training on phishing emails is very key. Um, I have a few podcasts that talk about phishing emails for a reason. If you haven't heard them, uh, go back through the list and find them and and give them a listen. Um, Very important that you do that because uh, learning to spot those phishing emails so that you don't have compromised credentials uh, really, really saves a lot of headache and stops a lot of cyber attacks. Uh, So learn that. Um, We also learned that uh, the Outlook rules, or I should say Exchange Online, rules that we set up are very valuable and actually did do their job and actually do work very well. Um, 
so if you guys don't have those set up, you know, take the time to go look at it. Um, we kind of, you know, I set them up here regardless of what anybody said, basically. Um, not that we had any resistance because we didn't. Uh, but I think that, you know, sometimes when you deal with non-IT people, they don't understand the importance of taking the hours to set up these rules. And, and this was the importance of it. Um, so feel free to share that as well. Uh, like I said, you know, all, all that story has been kind of scrubbed for data, so you can um, share it without um, worrying about, you know, secrets or anything like that. The second attack I want to talk about today is actually a very recent one. Um, happened just a month ago now, and it was a, kind of an unexpected random one. So uh, we had a user who... Uh, had a smartphone that was connected to our internal Wi-Fi. Um, we have a guest network and we have um, basically an internal Wi-Fi network. The system that we use for that unfortunately did a firmware update here not too long ago that took away the, if you want to call it, walled garden section of the guest network because um, they're trying to move it to a different appliance you have to buy and that's not something that we are going to do. Um, but I didn't realize that when we went through the firmware upgrade, so, you know, my bad there. Um, but, so basically, if you were on the internal network, it kind of treated it like, or, or on the guest network, it kind of treated it like you were on the internal network. Well, anyway, so this user had a cell phone with an application on it that he downloaded on a previous cell phone, and it transferred over as part of his upgrade to his new phone. Something called some basic kind of general, like, network security agent or, you know, application or something like that. And according to, this is Android, by the way, according to the Play Store, you know, this was supposed to help keep your information safe and keep your, um, you know, basically your phone safe and everything like that. Well, um, one day out of the blue here a month ago, that application uh, created a Tor browser connection, which uh, for those of you who don't know what Tor is, it is the one and only browser out there used to access the dark web, which is full of very, very, very bad things. Um, and uh, anyway, so this, this accessed the Tor browser connection and um, was connected for a little while, around 10.30 in the morning, um, 10 or 10.30 in the morning. I have a TV on my wall in the office that cycles through different tabs of information um, that I have set up, and one of those being the um, firewall logs that show latest and greatest attempts and hacking and stuff like that. Um, I saw about a half hour later when I was watching the, the tabs kind of cycle through that this Tor connection had happened, and I went to investigate it immediately. Uh, found out that it actually used kind of a loophole policy to get around our policies on the firewall that block it and keep it from actually connecting. Um, so I fixed that. But uh, if you want to say the damage was done, so to speak, um, it was kind of already too late, you know, because it had already connected. Well, fast forward now. So from about 11 o'clock in the morning to starting at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, our firewall just start started to get hammered with um, one brute force attack after another, one attempt to get into our network after another. I mean, it was just this incredibly huge long list of bad things happening all at once, and it was not going well. Um, the good news is the firewall was stopping it. At the same time came this massive uh, 
Outlook phishing campaign. It wasn't really phishing, I guess I should say. Um, it was a malware, email malware campaign against us. Where, um, back to those same Outlook rules I just mentioned, this is a new one. Uh, we get an average of maybe, um, you know, 10 to, to 15 emails a day that contain malicious attachments. And uh, the Exchange Online blocks those, removes the attachments, and sends me a, an alert about it. Well, we ended up getting somewhere in the vicinity of, um, let me look here, it was, I think, close to 100 of those in in about 12 hours and this attack lasted from 2 p.m until 2 a.m the next day um, multiple attempts to get in multiple emails trying to uh, basically infect malware onto our network um, which thankfully all got stopped and they, it looks like around 2 a.m they finally gave up um, so that was that was kind of the attack that happened <clears throat> once again you know, all the data collected, sent to the FBI, um, our friends over there, and uh, we kind of were able to move on from it. So what did we learn? Um, this actually brings up a couple points. One, it's a major groaner in IT. It's called BYOD, bring your own device. Um, there are so many arguments and, and headaches over basically users bringing their own devices and connecting it to your work network. I mean, there's legal issues because, you know, if you do something bad and you're connected to the work network, you know, now you're in violation of your acceptable use policy and it's still back on the user, but now the work is kind of in trouble until they can prove that, you know, no, we didn't do this. They acted on their own against our policies. Um, you also have people that are like, well, I don't want you spying on me or controlling what you, what I can do. And it's like, well, you know, that's up to your company policies. This is what you agree to when you connect, um, you know, stuff like that. Um, so it's kind of a groaner, but, uh, the BYOD policies are incredibly important. Um, I highly recommend that your company establishes them if you do not already and kind of governs, you know, that use of personal devices on a, co a company, a corporate network. The other thing <clears throat> is that you need to really work on setting up uh, basically a walled garden guest network. That's somewhere where your guests can connect, your employees can connect their personal devices, and it pretty much is still protected behind your firewall, but um, they can't find out any other information across your network. Having that set up is very important because it also provides that extra layer of protection in case that malicious app on their phone decides to move sideways across the network instead of just trying to connect out to the outside world. Alright guys, those are two attacks that I wanted to talk about. I really hope you guys learn from them and enjoy them. Um, they're neat to hear about events like this. Sometimes we kind of forget that that happens around us every day. Um, hope that you guys learn some from them as well. If you have any questions, don't be afraid to shoot me a message, or if you're using the Anchor app to listen, or want to use the Anchor app to listen, um, you can shoot me a message, uh, actually a voice message on there, and uh, that's kind of neat because then I can take your voice message, put it into a podcast, and um, basically answer your question right after your question plays. Um, so feel free to do that as well. Um, I'm always happy to talk and answer questions. We're all in, in this together to learn and grow together. Thank you guys for listening, and uh, we should be able to do some more podcasts here in the near future. This is our uh, kind of quieter season, so hopefully things will slow down a little bit and I'll have some more time.
The song I want to leave you guys with today, um, Anchor got this partially fixed, and so if you're listening on Anchor, you can listen to this, um, I think on the podcast, and I think through Spotify, if you're not listening to this podcast on Anchor, I'm not sure if it works or not, I guess we'll find out. Um, if not, go look it up on Spotify, I really encourage you to. Um, it's a great song, but it is called Lipstick by Dan and Shay.